Thank you for subscribing to KCWG The Truth Extra, our premium content channel. We have copies of our shows plus exclusive content from our hosts and their guests. Also, as a subscriber, you'll be invited to participate in giveaways and events. Thank you for supporting and listening to KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio on the planet. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWGTheTruth.com. California version of what you're going through. We've had some pretty, really, pretty challenging weather up here as well. And so I can only imagine...
down there in Southern California where you are, it's far more combustible down there as far as traffic goes. So I hope everybody's driving safe. But I, I just heard from the good pastor that you're dealing with an overturned truck or something like that. Yeah, there was a, uh, a diesel that overturned, man, so it's like one mile an hour. So, uh, you know, I'd rather oh, take sorry, take my time. You know how it is. I do, I do. Well, this is real love, real talk, man. Yeah, well, I mean, we get it while we can get it. This is, this is just keeping it real right here. I'm glad to hear your voice, though. What else you been going through today, man? I know we've been discussing and chopping it up a little bit throughout the day, but um, what else is happening? Well, I just want to tell the audience, man, that uh, uh, advocate for your child. We had a uh, we had a, uh, a parent today, and I called uh, a lot of people in to have it covered, and it got kind of heated. But one thing I say that I respect from that parent, she didn't let up. And uh, all the parents out there, you can't let up on your kids. If you're that, if you're right. these services, you go get it. You need to mm-hmm. a little hoop, a little holler, a little bit, and find that individual in that school uh, district that will advocate for you. Go do it because your child's life matters. So that's, that was my day, yes, man, advocating and trying to keep the peace. Yes, yes. Well, I hear you, man. I came out of three myself as you know you were <laughs> we were seriously playing phone tag all day today and i had three meetings today at two different campuses and so i was driving all over my region up here and you are absolutely right there are certain issues that parents are not always privy to that can only come from us in terms of what they're entitled to i had a parent this morning whose child is on the autistic spectrum and he doesn't really require any counseling services. And so when a child doesn't necessarily require services, I, I'm a little reluctant to just bring it up. But I felt I didn't want her to walk away not knowing that she had the option to ask for it if she ever saw fit later on. Because one of the things that our parents go through is it's just a lack of knowledge. And so even at the risk of creating more work for ourselves, we still have to do what's karmically correct. We still have to do the right thing on behalf of that child, number one, but also on behalf of those families and those parents who are often going to be in the dark unless we help them find out and learn what their options are. And so I just laid it out to her like that. I said, you know, I don't think he's at this point yet, but I'm just letting you know, down the road, if you ever see fit that you want to call a meeting, you want to discuss some of these things that you're seeing at home that we're not yet seeing at school, because we're not trying to write that off. We're saying that right now it's not an issue in this school, but if you as the parent at any time want to sit down and talk about this and revisit this, you can do so at any time. Those are within your procedural safeguards, and we can talk about that at another time too. But basically, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Parents have rights, and it's our job and duty to let them know what those are. Absolutely, and uh, thinking about parenting, you know, our last show, our last part was uh, Why Do She Part 1 and 2. And so I've been thinking about yep. it, man, and uh, I went back to the origin of how did we start on this to the point where we were once teenagers. We were once little shorties where the moms and the dad, if you had a dad, taught you about the birds, the bees, and the trees. Yep. Uh, the birds, right. the bees, and the trees. Everybody know what I'm talking about with the trees. And so... With that being said, I came up with this thing in my mind, and I uh, collaborated with you, and I said, let's have some young adults on here that before they yeah. even got getting deep into the dating scene where they don't have to experience cheating, let's talk about something real deep that a lot of people are very careful and very How do you raise your children 
or your child to become celibate so that when they get older, they don't have certain issues like I want to cheat, I'm dissatisfied, I'm this, I'm that. So why am I doing that? It's because uh, I have a 19-year-old, she just turned 19, and uh, she has a boyfriend. And I was like, you know what, let's have her on the show and uh, break stuff down and see how she was raised and see... Mm. How she dealt with the pre oppression because there's always peer pressure. Look at her. The peer pressure and uh you know what all those sort of Be careful out there. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I'm I have to do some uh some evil can evil stuff, man. I'm telling you, man, be careful out there. Hey, let me let me okay. go, man. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. These people oh, okay. Well, that's real fascinating about your uh, daughter there. I'm 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 gonna pick up where you while you work out your uh, your road thing. But um it, it, it is a fascinating thing when we have to, when we're required to raise children and we're trying to instill in them a sense of self-worth, a sense of self-value. And, of course, if you are raising your children uh, under the word and leadership of Jesus Christ and God, of course, you're going to have certain parameters and value systems that you want to impart, whether um, it is some, whether or not it's a, sort of a, a popular trend amongst their peer group, as you said, because there's a lot of peer pressure out in the world for people to step outside of what is being taught inside the home. And kids often are faced with choices that are oftentimes <laughs> very challenging to negotiate. And so you're talking about you have a 19-year-old daughter that you have been raising. So as a father of a daughter, okay, so that, that that's a whole show right there, fathers and their daughters. You feel me? And that's so right. Right. what challenges, and knowing that you were once a teenage boy yourself who was out in the world, who was out facing those choices and raised the way we were raised to kind of go on the hunt, to try and go and conquer, to try and go and get and acquire as many notches on our belt as possible, you know what we have gone through as boys. So parental-wise, um, what kind of challenges did you face raising a daughter? I would love to hear about that tonight. Well, you know, the, the first thing is I had I have a total of five kids. Uh, they range from 6, 8, 19, 23, 29. Uh, two girls and two boys. And so with that being said, when I raised my daughter, which is 29, a different era and a different generation than I raised my 19-year-old. So in this era, okay. that's what we're talking about. Uh, if parents are listening, when I go into meetings, and, I, and I'm both a therapist and a psych, it amazes me, and I have to be careful not to judge parents, because I am a parent, and I was a parent. But one of the things that I guess right. is a pet peeve of mine is that the first thing I noticed is that the children got more expensive clothes on than the parents. And I remember going to okay. many meetings and say, excuse me, I, I, I want to know, you, and, I, and I'm, I'm very positive, when I'm your daughter and your son very well, especially your daughter. And she was like, well, you know, she doesn't want to come to school and be and be picked on. She don't want to get bullied. So I get her the Jordan. I get her the Versace. I give her this. And I go, well, uh, that's cool to know, but she just cuts you out. She just cuts you out. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and right. what I wanted to tell him is with a, a little dude in the bathroom, and we got to discuss that, but I can't talk about that right now in the meeting. I got to lead up to that. And so a lot That's of times right. the parents be friends. And I tell my mm-hmm. kids, listen, I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. I'm right. your father. And you have a mother. And the only time you can be my friend is when you have children and you go through experiences mm-hmm. like I have where you can relate. And then we can we can right. become friends then, but you won't understand yeah. where I'm coming from. And so That's right. the second thing is I have to 
show my daughter what it means to love her body, okay? Mm. Love her body, okay. love her skin, love herself. And so she has to be right. comfortable within her skin. I'm going to give you an example of that. Um, I am yeah. a black man. I have a black... Right. Um, I am also, and I hate to say this because I am what you call a black male, but I, I also am Indian, Native American. So I'm black Indian. Uh-huh. You don't hear me say that because I was raised in the black culture. But my kids right. have hair like <laughs> somewhat Indian, and they have long hair. So when they went to the inner city of Long Beach, a lot of the kids pulled her hair. And I'm going to okay. be real. We keep it real here. Uh, Hispanic yep. kids would, would pull her hair and say, what are you? How do you feel like this? And the black kids, you got a weave? And so she didn't yep. understand. At, like that, what am I? And so there was a lot of, a lot of self-efficacy issues going on with my daughter. Yep. And my daughter was a little pregnant. And I would always go, oh, you're so cute and this and that. But other kids wouldn't see that. They would go, hey, let me let me, let me me poke you in the stomach like a little pig. Now, okay. the thing about what we know as, as fathers and parents is that we know that these little girls become women one day. Yes, they do. They're going to change. They're going to develop. And we need to be conscientious about what we tell them. So I create a, a atmosphere of hope. And I always right. try to go on little dates with my daughter. I try to talk mm-hmm. to my daughter like a queen and a king to a queen or a princess. And That's this right. is how you do it. You hold that door open. You talk with respect. Yep. You yep. you say words that we speak in royalty. A lot of us don't understand that we are from royalty. And you probably yep. understand, oh, you're talking about black people? No, I'm talking about right. all people. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWGTheTruth.com. Distinguish like queens, that's not true. Because we are adopted into that kingdom of God where we can honestly say, because I'm adopted by heaven, by God, I am a king in my house, I have a queen in my house, and my children Mm -hmm. are princesses and they are prince. So I raise my kids, even my sons right now are virgins. My 19-year-old. 18-year-old, he's a virgin. My 23-year-old is a virgin. And they teach celibacy. Not saying it's not hard. It's hard. Man, it's hard. Okay. You got some hormones and endorphins coming up, and you feeling some type of way. And I remember some of my friends, man, uh, I'm my friends now, would say, man, your son need to get some. When are you going to get him out there, man? And I say, bruh, first of all, slow down. Because right. my son is not a hoe. My son right. does not need to violate his body before he knows where his mind is. I'll say it again. Okay. He doesn't need to violate his body before he knows where his mind is. All right. So a man All right. has two minds. He has a mind in his head and has a mind in his pants. And a lot of people go, oh, mm-hmm. I can't believe he said that. I'm real. It's real. So psychologically, mm-hmm. psychologically we have to, to, to understand the physiology of a man, of young women. And so if we can yeah. kind of control that, structure that, where they see a structure of progression and hope, and they see themselves in the history books. And sometimes it has to be in right. your own history book at home where you go, this is who you are, son. This is who you are, daughter. And a lot of times it's how you treat that mother in the home. Right, right. Or how that mother treats the father. So it's a challenge. Oh, yeah. And so that's what I would, that's what I would say about that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that that's wonderful. And I'm telling you, man, um, having worked in the field with children for so many years and knowing that there are so many of our little girls who are missing out on that opportunity and the experience to have a loving, protective father 
or father figure overseeing and speaking into their lives and hearts and minds, it makes such a difference, man. I mean, you can see it on the dating scene when women are uh, products of a loving relationship with their father or father figure. It gives them such a, a place in the world where they, they know their love, they know their value, and they know how to receive a man imparting gentlemanly gestures. It's received with, with a sense of respect. It's received with a, a sense of, uh, of affirmation because, yeah, my daddy raised me this way to expect this. So, yeah, of course, I'm the queen, so of course you're supposed to treat me that way. But it, it doesn't come across as a um, as an ultimatum. You know what I mean? They just embody a certain flow to the way they stroll. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They they move through the world with such a confidence and a and a, an awareness of them that a lot of little girls growing into women don't have an opportunity to experience. Now, of course, when the daddy is not there, mama will do it, and mama has done it. So we're not discounting the impact and importance of what mothers do. But we're talking to you today. We're talking about you know your family and your role and speaking into the life of your own daughter. So uh, we got a lot of things to talk about tonight because there's there's so many places you can go with this conversation. And I would love to know what keeps them focused on the celibacy. How do they maintain it? What is it like to be celibate and knowing that the whole world may now know about it, you know, as a virtue of this radio program right here? And what does that mean for you going forward? And lastly, I'm curious about what happens as we go into adulthood. And those values that were deeply ingrained and instilled in us when we were teenagers growing up, what happens when we turn 18 and go into 21 and now we're adults? And we're consenting adults now, and now we have the element of independent and critical thinking in a lot of ways. And so now, knowing what mom and dad have instilled in us, how do we now see the world? You know, it's very interesting and fascinating to me to explore those topics when we talk about celibacy. So I, I commend you, brother. I wish there were more daddies out there putting it down the way you put it down. But I, I tip my hat, my brother. I tip my hat. Well, let me let me address this, and then we'll go on a break, and we'll have them on the show. Um, I want to okay. address that. Oh, we got them. We got them both. Yeah, they, 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 yeah we got them both. We okay. got them both. I brought them. Both. Yeah. So one of the things I want to I want to say it starts from parenting. So if if yeah, those children grow up and they see you in a role as a mother being promiscuous, or they see you yeah. as a father being a hoe, right? Because daddies can be right. hoes. They can be unsafe. They can be all of that. They're going to okay. emulate, and they're gonna they're gonna say, "Hey, I I, I want to be like that. I want to be like mom. It's all right. Let me get deeper, and then we're gonna go on a break." When I'm in L.A. or I'm in San Bernardino, a lot of parents don't understand and realize it comes like this. I ask a young lady, "Tell me what your goal is as far as a relationship." Her response, a lot of them is, "If I can give good head and oral sex." I did a good job. And I would go, what are you talking about? What are you talking well, about? Yeah. She's well, right. a trend. It's not sex. It's giving good head. And I go, well, uh-huh. what, you, what? And now I'm used to adults talking like that, but I'm not used to right. 14, 15, 16 year old girls talking like that. And I, I immediately yeah. see the <clears throat> lack of understanding. The second thing is when I talk to dudes, they automatically understand that the girl has to give out in order to give in. I'll say it again. The girls have to give out in order to give in. <clears throat> so they have to produce or they'll get talked about at school. That's peer pressure. That's this. That's that. 
and no right. one wants to feel like they're nothing at school. So the inside, they may feel, oh, my God, I don't know how to do this. I didn't want to be my first time, da 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 But they don't realize that they're making a trend for everything that they're going to do past that. And so they don't understand that once they get a certain age, telepathy is out because now you, by the time you get 18, you've been with four, five, six different dudes. Whereas right. 20 years ago, it was one or two dudes. <clears throat> 20 years before that, it was one dude. You see, the generations mm-hmm. get more and more. So let's take a break, man. And uh, when I come back, I'll have her on. Uh, we call her Nessie DeBessie. And uh, she's going she gonna to throw some vibe down, man, and, and talk to the, the youngsters out there that are 16, 17, 18, and our young boyfriend, which is 22. And they'll speak to some things. So uh, let's take a... Uh, Take a little break. Hopefully, we can get some music. Okay. And uh, take, a, take a break. Yes, indeed. <laughs> what? 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 Yeah, I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? What? Think that I can live no other way. Yeah. Truth be told, I'm living now on an A. Right. And I done seen them blessings in the modern day. Uh. The Lord I serve, He give them to me every day. Uh. I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. Hey, hey. See, I ain't been forgiven, now I'm living. Hey, hey. And when I say I love, I mean it. Cause none of this be nothing if He come in a business. I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? Love my lover, love my love, love my lover, love my lover, my lover, love my lover, my lover, love, love, love my, love my, love my, love, love my lover. You ain't got the money moving by yourself, and you know you did it with a lot of air. You know it's only one, it ain't nobody else. You got me talking strong and I.
You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG. I love God. I love God. I love God. All right. All right. DJ Rome. T. Russ. You hey, made it to the Hey, man, I finally made it into the studio, man, with my daughter. Man, I'm and, really glad. Yeah, man. Right on, man. I'm glad to hear that. Yes, sir. Glad yes, to sir. Hear that. So, uh, yes, sir. I am here with Nessie the Bessie, is what we call her. And uh, her Nessie. real name, her real name is uh, Vanessa Lorraine. And, okay. I, you know, a lot of parents need to know that when you name your child, name your child for purpose. I named her. Because there was something in me that knew she, one day she was going to be an actress. She was going to sing for God, and she was going to have a voice. Man, by the time she was six, she was singing. By the time she was 10, she was acting. By the time she was 15, 16, 17, she was doing plays and writing uh, things. So her major is um, theater and film uh, and nursing. Um, I teach my kids two, two philosophies, uh, especially as young adults that parents are hearing. One, get a vocation. Number two, get a career. Go work and right. get something and then find your dream because you got to work mm-hmm. to obtain to maintain. You just do. Mm-hmm. So I got my daughter here. I'm going to end this her. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of special to me because she's in the studio and I want to introduce my daughter, 19. Nessa, what's up? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> uh, you, you, you funny. You funny. Uh, this is my boy, DJ Ron. Hey, Nessa, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, we good. We good, young queen. It's really good to hear your voice. It's an honor to be working with your dad right here tonight. So I'm really looking forward to talking to you tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey, Rome, I'm going to let you go at it, man. Uh, Hey, you know, uh, she's here. And uh, it's kind of funny for me to interview her and ask the questions. But why don't you ask some things? Inquiring minds want to know, Nessa, the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that right there. So I guess off the top, uh, what can you share with the audience in terms of what is your view of the world as a young lady, 19 years old? Uh, what are some of the main challenges that you face? What is the world looking like through your eyes today? Well, you know, um, as 19, um, I have a lot of friends that tell me that I see differently. Um, and how I see the world is, you know, from the top, you know, the world is very corrupt. You know, I'm a very nice person, you know, when I work and stuff like that. Sometimes um, in life, for nice people, life is horrible. It can be horrible because you know yeah. that you get taken advantage of. And you know that when things are needed to be done as for right and wrong things, um, yeah. people won't do what, I don't know, it's kind of weird to express, but I mean, at this age, mm-hmm. in a way... Um, You're right about that. It's not easy <laughs> being nice in this world today. There's a lot of people that will take advantage of it. They call it taking kindness for weakness. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's that like for you? When, when, when it gets really tough for you, how hard is it for you to manage and negotiate? Okay, I'm a nice person, but... I might not be might not be getting nice back in return. What is that like for you? Um, you know, I go I go full bull. Like I if I believe in something, I'm going all the way until they knock me over and they tell me like I can't do this because it's just not on my side and it's maybe it's just not meant to be. I always think that sometimes when, you know, mm. um but you know, there's a lot of mentalities and there's a lot of um mindsets in this world. So a lot of times what can you do, you know? 
there is yeah. apparently no right yeah. and no wrong, you know, to a lot of people, and they just do what they want to do. So when you want to do something mm-hmm. right, it seems like it's wrong because it doesn't fit in with what they want to do. Mm. So, oh, you know, I know that's okay. right. So sometimes you want to go north, and you see the crowd is moving toward the south. And so what is it that keeps you grounded in your principles? Because you know that true north is the way you're supposed to go, but you also feel that gravity pulling you in the opposite direction. So how do you negotiate that? And how much flexibility do you allow yourself if sometimes you want to take a ride on the wild side, quote unquote? I mean, within reason, you know, how do you know when it's okay to take some risks? Man, honestly, I just think about, okay, so as being 19 and living in a household with a very strong-minded dad, um, very strong-minded parents. (laughs) um, I know, um, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) um, I think that it was a great thing that, um, like, my dad followed me. Um, My parents followed me, as in they would always check my Mm. mindset. You know, they, they check up on me. Nessa, how do you feel about this? Nessa, how do you feel about this? And it got stronger, you know, as I grew up, you know, mm-hmm. about very introversial uh, subjects. Like, how do you feel about, um, I don't know if I can say this on the radio. You can say anything. <laughs> okay. cut, baby. That's all right. I'm your, I'm your dad, but I give you permission <laughs> to do that. Go ahead. Like, um, my dad would come to us and be like, you know, how do you feel about um, gay? You know, the um, the topic mm-hmm. of being gay in America. How do you feel about, um, do you have those feelings? Um, how are you feeling right now? What's your relationship with God? Why is it like that? How did it get there? You know, what are you going through with school? Mm-hmm. Do you feel those urges mm-hmm. with guys? How do you handle that? You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with people, do you feel mad at the world? How do you get through that? And I think that... Um, mm-hmm. It's a crazy subject, but to be honest with you, raised as a person in Christianity, I really took on that role, like, not a role, I have a relationship with God, period, um, and I got to the fact there to where go. I was just like, you know what, what would God do? You know, I, I, it was hard for me not to go through a day saying, what is the right thing to do? I bet if God was sitting here with me, would he say yes? Would he mm-hmm. say no? Would he say good job? Would he say keep going? Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's really interesting, but I think about those things because a lot of people don't, you know, especially being in high school (laughs) and being in (laughs) Christian clubs, you know, they they would say Mm -hmm. um, that they have a relationship with God, but then when you talk about what's your relationship, they don't know what to say. I love them, but how do you love them? What do you mean? Don't you love your parents? How do you show love to your parents? Do you get on your knees? Right. Do you at this? You know, is there a routine? And you have to have a routine because if you don't, then how do you have a relationship? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. do you think mm-hmm. that? Do you think that keeps you celibate and understanding all of those morals and all of those structure that was placed upon you? Does that does that have any influence on that? Um. Well, yeah, of course. I think. Um, because, you know, at first, being a young child and being Christian, um, I think at first, because I didn't know a lot, um, I was very simple-minded. And I think sometimes being Christian and not being led into the right place can make you small-minded because you think one way. You don't want to open your mind. You're like, no, this is what the Bible says. You're wrong. But then, you know, I had to go through some things. I had to see people go through some things. I had to look at my parents, ask them questions, see them go through things. And I learned that <laughs> it's not all, you can't mm-hmm. always figure things out. You know, you can only pray about it, um, read about, you know, the Bible is so interesting. It has, like, everything up in there. There is nothing new 
underneath the sun. If there is something going on, you look that up and it will be there. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, or there's, and you know. Can you give us an example? Nessa, I'm sorry for cutting you off. You speak so well. You must have a strong papa in your life. I'm just saying. <laughs> What are the chances you got a strong brother that's in your corner? <laughs> I, I, I want to place a bet on that one. But how, when did you know that you knew all that? How, when did you come into your own? Because we're, we're talking about celibacy. We're talking about a lot of things. And we're talking about celibacy among little girls. And I hear you, you, you brought somebody with you tonight, right? Right. That's uh, my boyfriend, James. Hi, James. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Good brother, James. How you doing, man? I, I kind of thought somebody else was there. How you doing, good brother? I'm doing good, and you? Okay, I'm good. I'm good. So good to talk to you both. So, um, Nessa, I'm going to talk to James real quick for a second. All Is right. that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, right. good. Hey, James. Hey, you are a young brother. You are in this world, and you see life through the eyes of a young cat coming up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Russ and I, you know, your, your lady's... Um, dad you know we came up in a different era but you know kind of like what she just said is nothing new under the sun Mm -hmm. and so some of the things that we went through as far as the peer pressures as far as being guys as far as facing the prospect of talking to girls getting with girls and showing other fellas that we can pull you know what i mean yes sir so what has what what's your experience like at this level living in 2017 what are young brothers like you going through today um, well, it's just a lot of sexuality. You see it in TV, you see it in music, you hear it in uh, just the way you see people. It's just flaunting what they have. And it's, um, every guy has urges and it's really hard because, you know, just the way the male mind works, you just see and you, your, your mind wants to look and then you start imagining stuff. But um, a lot of people, what they don't do is tell themselves no in situations like that. And I, I believe okay. it's a problem with impulse control where they don't really control those impulses, so they just let it run wild. So um, Yes, indeed. It's hard because it's everywhere, but you got to tell yourself no in situations like that. Well, how prevalent is that when you say the impulse control is something that's lacking amongst young brothers? Mm-hmm. How prevalent is that? You, are, you, you two are about the same age, right? Yeah. Kind of. Okay, so you, <laughs> you, you, see, you see it full bore. Well, how, how prevalent is that? How many people would you say out of a group of four cats your age, how many of them have a good level of self-discipline and impulse control? Uh, out of four, I could say zero. <laughs> out of maybe 10 or 20, you'll get one. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare thing, I believe, because uh, okay. kids have a mindset nowadays that, oh, you're young, you can do stuff while you're young, you won't get in that much trouble. Like, maybe you'll go to Jewish, right. but you won't go to jail. Like, uh, I believe they think right. like that, and that's a really bad thing to think of. Because at the end of the day, they're still right. going to mess up their future. So. Yes, they will. Mm-hmm. Yes, they will. And so when it comes to sex and how you approach that, you have only been in uh, Nessa's life for a short while. Where did you get these values from to where you were going to approach your sense of self, your sense of manhood, and how you treated and respected your own person, your own body? Where did you get that from? Well, um, I was raised in the church, and I believe that had a lot to do with it. And um, I w- okay. was, when I was little, I was taught to read the Bible. And um, that just really helps. It just really instills character into a person. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Nessa and you, what, what's been the most challenging? I mean, I don't even, I, 
Man, Russ, thank you, man. This is like unfiltered <laughs> access into the minds of, you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I can ask these questions. Yeah, I'm yeah. so overwhelmed with the, the opportunity. So you guys have been in situations where you guys are living in the world and you're dating, you're seeing each other, and you feel the urge. And let me know if I'm going too far, but you know how it gets when you get into the heat of passion. And so... When you talk about impulse control, I couldn't believe I couldn't agree with you more. What is it that enables you to step on the brake when you feel like you're just on the edge of crossing over to the point of no return, if you know what I mean? You guys might be kissing, you might be holding hands, you might really be feeling the moment. So how do you manage that moment? Because many of us don't pass that test and that moment. How do you guys handle it? Well, I think um, I've been raised on, you know, when you get married, then you can do whatever the freakiness that you want to do. <laughs> but for right now, the you know. The freakiness. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I think my thing is, uh, is about when I was growing up, I had this really big thing. You know, I would see uh, a lot of times in high school how guys would treat girls. And I would just think to myself, like, I don't want to be treated like that. Like, I want someone... How they treat them? Man. Call them out of their name. It's horrible. Treat them like... Basically, what songs mm. did that era? So it's mm. like, within that generation, whatever songs uh, would call girls or whatever songs were made, that's that's basically what the general population would, you know, would mm -hmm. act upon, would be like. Because, you know... Yeah. Know, what's it called? When you conform, yeah. basically. Okay. Yeah, where did this terminology come from? All of a sudden, I look up and T-H-O-T is like a hot term. Like, I'm right, like right. old and over the hill. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's saying thought, and people are getting mad about that. And in case people don't know what that means, you guys know what that means, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, break it down. What does okay. it mean? So, I know what it means. So what, it, it what does it mean? T-H-O-T. What's it mean? Y'all want to break it down for us? Yeah, break it down. Oh, You're listening to exciting really, premium I, content uh, on KCWG. It's pretty much like a slut or a loose woman or something like that. And I can tell you exactly what it is because I'm from the street. It's a side hole. Yeah, it's an acronym. But you know what? Let me let me interfere here a little bit and say to the listeners out there, let me go to this is kcwgthetruth.com. You listen to Real Love, Real real Love, Real Talk Uncut. If you if you are not listening or you're looking at the video on Facebook, you can call in and listen to the show at 716-748-0319. If you want to come in and just dial and say, I have a question, you can call right now at 951-520-1037. I'm going to get a little uncomfortable right now. I'm going to get everybody a little uncomfortable right now. Oh, yay. The real reason that I understood about how you funny. <laughs> <laughs> about about my daughters being virgins is one reason. When you are not a virgin and you're trying to be celibate, it's almost impossible without God and a person that's on that same mindset. When you have not had sex, you can't miss nothing you ain't had. So okay. it is doable. You're going to get those fit. I was a virgin. I was, I was basically a virgin until I was 18. So I understood the understanding about what is hormonal without having sex and what's hormonal with having sex. It's a big freaking difference. And when you have had sex, it's men feel like they're about to go crazy. You know what I'm talking about. Um, you get that feeling. And it's one of those, you go, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And so I try to raise her and I try to tell these young girls, 
don't go there yet because number one, you haven't matured. You don't have an education. You don't want no babies. You don't want a relationship with a young man that doesn't find out who he is until he's 30 because it takes a long time. One of the things I appreciate about Mr. James here is that he is a respiratory therapist. He's a respiratory therapist. He's very smart, wants to go to medical school. One of the things I I asked him was, are you a virgin? He said, I am. I say, stay that way. (laughs) Now, I kind of get a little humorous, but I'm a big dude. So it's like, I'm not trying to intimidate him, but that's my baby girl. So at the same time, I want that brother to be close to me because not that I need to watch him, but I need to show him certain things that I didn't get. Number one, I think you're doing good. I think you're doing awesome. You want an awesome person. She want an awesome person. So what do you guys need? Come over to the house. Play the Xbox. I don't play Xbox, bro. I'm one of them cats that try to go get it. I'm on the grind. I don't got time. But I make time now to play James on the Xbox. And my daughter, so I can keep them around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, bro, so now y'all, now y'all know the real deal. It's not that he loves Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's 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 collaboration. It's friendship. Right. It's it's fellowship. Right. And it's also right. teaching me the things I didn't even know as a dad that I thought I knew. So with that being said, you know, uh, it's kind of heated in here. Let's take a let's take a little break. And we're going to throw some love, some music, man, and come back and uh, ask some more questions, Rome. And uh, we're going uh, okay. to talk about some things like uh, where does it go from, from here? Because you, you can okay. be celibate and you can say, hey, we cool right now. But what does it go from here? Because when you go to six months and then you go to a year and then everybody starts looking and you thinking and he thinking <laughs> and you like, like, huh. So we're going to come back. Right. Uh, we're going to take a little radio. It's KCWGTheTruth.com. Real love, real talk uncut, baby. Let's do it. Yes, sir. You too calm. This ain't really high prison where I'm from. Land of the free, home of the brave. And every now and then we like to go crazy. Crazy, crazy. Don't hurt nobody. Back, kcwgthetruth.com. You listen to the internet, best radio station on the planet. You can call in and listen to us have this discussion at 716-748-0319. Or you can call in at 951-520-1037. You were Real Love, Real Talk Uncut. I'm your host, T. Russ, and my homeboy, DJ Rome, two black psychologists. They tell the truth, uncut. Uh, 
And uh, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing this with with me, man. Um, we are definitely a team. I definitely miss seeing you in the Bay, and we just doing the thing, man. We we have a conviction about telling the truth, and uh, everybody always wants to sugarcoat everything, but parents need to know, people need to know that they have an opportunity to raise their kids where they will be proud of their kids, and uh, you can't be proud of nothing if you don't know what to be proud of. So, That's right. with that being said, I do have a question for my daughter. Oh, no. Oh, no, I do. My question is, where, where, do, you, where do you go from here? Um, what, what is the ideal relationship with Mr. James? Uh, where, where, do you, where do you see it going? How do you see it going? And a lot of people out there want to know, what are you going to do now? How, what's the process? All right, Father. First <laughs> off, I want to say this is my room. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG. You don't just look at them because you want to date them. You say, oh my gosh, he is a potential husband. Bottom line. And that's how girls should look at guys, not just a seasonal thing, not just a weekly thing, not just, you know, that's that's weird. And that's... I don't know how I feel. Well, all I'm trying to say is that um, I, I already see me getting married to James. We've known each other for a year. Yes, we've been dating for six months, and it feels like two days, which is really weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, That's beautiful. And I, I believe in commitment, you know. Um, my dad has raised me, you know, uh, to always uh, have virtue with myself. And we believe that ourselves. And then his family, you know, I love his family. And I would, I feel like I would betray my father, father in heaven, and the father here in the studio, <laughs> and then the other father, uh, James's <laughs> dad. And, you know, um, you just, you want to do everything right. You want to have people look at you and say, oh, wow, sh- they did it like that? Well, okay, plus, you know, to my future kids, if I have any, Lord, um, I want to say I did it right. I love this man. It wasn't out of lust, to be honest. We were friends first. I looked at him and said, oh, my gosh, he has a great personality. Oh, my gosh, we can learn from each other. We're best friends. And then came the, oh, my gosh, he's so cute <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> did you tell everybody you were an actress and you could do impersonations? <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. But, no, that's basically okay. it. Yeah, yeah, I told my dad. I was like, Dad, this is this is the one. This is my guy. Um, I think every relationship has things. You told him that? Wait, 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 wait. You, you told him that already? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's fantastic. James, you no pressure, though, brother. No pressure. <laughs> wow, James, she done picked you up, man. You've been called. <laughs> wow, man. Actually, so where does it go from here with you, James? Oh, I'm uh, sorry, Nessa, was there more? Oh, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, actually, he said it first. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Brother, what made you say that to her? What made you say that to her? Um, Knowing that you sitting across from that that young lady's father, you know he don't play. You know you know that brother ain't no joke. You sitting across looking at him. You rolled in with him. So how did you find the audacity to come out your face and say that his daughter was going to be the one for you? How'd you do that? Well, um, just I didn't and survive. Want... <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I didn't have too much. Experience in dating, but I knew there was just something about Nessa that was really like a light. Like she mm-hmm. kind of shines in this world. Like 
kind of dull. And right. she's a very godly person, and I very I admire that a lot yeah. because I always wanted someone who was rooted in God. That way, we can help each other get further into God because mm. it's really hard when you don't have someone like that or someone encouraging you to read your Absolutely. Bible and to pray and everything. So when I found her and she was telling me I should pray more and we were reading the Bible together, I was like, oh, she's the one. <laughs> <laughs> she's the one. Hey, James, that, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. James, can I ask you, how old are you, James? I'm 22. 22? Yes, sir. And where did y'all meet? Oh, we met at work. Yeah, we worked at Wendy's together. <laughs> of all places. Now, who would have thunk it that <laughs> such a strong spiritual alliance would be formed right there at the Burger Grill? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. crazy god is everywhere man mm-hmm. god is omnipotent that's yeah. amazing yeah, that's absolutely. amazing well what do you think about that russ i mean see this, i this knew is, you was coming back to me well you know what did you, did, james and that did you guys hear the show last week no no we didn't okay so one I, I know we're running out of time but russ you remember how i was talking about how we talk about nature versus nurture right Okay, so this brother James right here, I haven't even seen you, my brother, but I am so inspired by you. I'm inspired by Nessa too, but I'm talking to James right now. Right. Man, you got your you you got your life together, man. It, it is such an honor to talk to you, man. Because if we only have more young brothers who are nurtured right, like you were, who have a such a strong sense of themselves and God and in humanity and in life, and you have a purpose, you have a direction, you're driven, you're focused, man. It, this world would provide such an abundance of fruit and prosperity for our sisters yeah. if we could just somehow put you on a photocopier and make copies. But then again, that would sort of belittle the uniqueness of you, man. And it, you shouldn't be a unicorn, you know what I'm saying? But sadly, you are. Brother Russ is a unicorn, too, because there's not that many brothers that are doing what he does. And so we shouldn't be surprised that we can attain this level of maturity and development but it's it's such it's so refreshing because it's not the norm, it's not the mainstream, and it's it's a real honor to talk to you, Anessa. I, I man, you you are inspiring. You are everything that I wish I knew coming up because I have that now. I have a sister that is really really in my corner. She knows who she is. She's she's not all about the drama. She's in my, she's got my back. She loves God and. I'm just impressed, Russ. I'm just impressed. I'm okay. floored by these two, man. I really okay. am. So you say, what I think about it, huh? Is that what you asked man. me? What I thought about it? What you think? What you think, man? Man, I got a lot of things going uh, through my head. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I, you know, I'm recently divorced, and I have okay. a beautiful girlfriend. And one of the things I did right. was let my daughter meet her. And I wanted to see what my daughter thought. And it okay. meant a lot to me if my daughter would pass her. And she did. So when you talk about beautiful queens and you talk about the substance inside a person and what makes that person happy and talking about mm-hmm. God, if you can't talk about God with that other person, you're in a wrong relationship. If you, That's right. If you can't have that same favor, favor of friendship, you're in a wrong relationship. If you can't there you are. bring God down to a level where he's the, he is the man, you're in a wrong mm-hmm. relationship. With that being said... I I sit back and and I'm about to get deep with some parents. I am a cat that has been through hell on the street in the military. Right. Single parent. I didn't did it all. Um, I've always asked God to keep me from reaping what I sowed. I did a lot of things to a lot of women back in the day. I did a yeah. lot of things to a lot of cats back in the day, 
And so yeah. I my 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 prayer to God is don't just protect my child to the point where you never give her the first me. In other words, daughters always get their daddies. But I said mm-hmm. let her get the daddy I am now, not the daddy that I was right. back in the day. Because she's gonna That's get a right. thug at thug out dude that don't know who he is and that was hard. God has softened right. me up and he has brought me to a position of authority. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG. Understand content on And so I, I, I curse the curse and I curse the, the, the things that allowed the last name, my last name, I cut it out. So with my dad, he was out there abusive. I cut that cord and I began a new regime of my last name and I gave it to my mm-hmm. daughter and my kids and I say now go forward because now God is with you. And so I prayed over okay. them. I pray over her decision making. I pray over mm-hmm. her future spouse, whoever that may be, be it James, be it whatever, because I know things it's change. Hey Jay. Hey, Jay. <laughs> it's be so it's be I, I, I think the young man is very respectful. In fact, I've never met a young man as respectful to me in my entire life, besides my son, besides right. my sons. And I'm looking at them a right. little cuckoo eye right now, but because they <laughs> yeah, men. For sure, for sure. But, you know, men are men. Yeah. But I right. I like what she's doing. I like where she's at okay. in life. She's getting ready to get into school. There, uh, she, mm-hmm. He wants to go to medical school. I'm sitting back and going, wow, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I? And the reason is, and the Bible says, in all that getting, get an understanding. We get what we get, mm-hmm. and, and and I had to go through all this that I went through, and you did too, in order to be a general. So with that mm-hmm. being said, man, we got a minute. I'm cool. I wanted the listeners out there to really listen to you and I. Uh, I'm T. Russ, Real Love, Real Talk, DJ Rome, my homeboy, two black psychologists right. putting it down, giving the truth, and, and bringing something to the table that nobody else brings at kcwgthetruth.com. Right. Rome, we got 40 seconds. You got any words? Uh, it's, I won't. I'm going to keep you all in prayer because I'm very inspired to uh, meet you tonight. And I know that your your path is going to be watched over by God. And I pray that what people have heard tonight will inspire them to emulate the, uh, the wonderful example that you are setting for all of us, not just people in your generation, but older and younger as well. I salute you and I'll keep you both in prayer. All right. We out. Listen to Real Love, Real Talk, Uncut. We out of here with some real... Uncut, y'all. Yes, sir. Listen to us next Thursday, 6 o'clock, West Coast time. Don't be late, like I was today. Real Love, Real Talk, Uncut on Facebook. (laughs) Yes, sir. Let's get the Facebook page, Real Love, Real Talk, Uncut on the Facebook page, and we out. We out, bro. One love. You just listened to an exclusive KCWGTheTruth.com program on our subscription premium content channel. Thank you again for your support of KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio on the planet.